Someone was married to two wives and he sold his field. Now, this field that he sold is really mishubbed to both their ksubas. So, technically, if it comes time to collect their ksuba, they could go and collect it from the guy who bought the field because although you bought the field, very nice, but it was mishubbed to my ksuba. But one of them was very nice and she wrote, one of the wives, the first one, let's say, she wrote over to the lekeach. She wrote over to the buyer, I have nothing to do with the field, I have nothing to do with you, and don't worry. I will not bother you about that field. I have no asik in it. The second one didn't write that. Therefore, the first one is not let it go and take it away anymore because she wrote and she guaranteed him that she's not going to get involved. But the second wife did not say anything and therefore it's still Meshubah to her ksuba and the second wife is allowed to take it away from the lekeach for her ksuba. And by the way, once the second one could take it away and the second one owns that field right now, the first one can go back to the second one and take it back from her because she only told the buyer that she's not going to bother him about the field. But to the other wife, she could bother her about the field, then who has the first shibud? She was the first wife, so she has the first shibud, and once the second wife goes and takes it away from him, the first wife can go and just take it away from the second wife. And not only that, the buyer could go back to the first one now that has the field. It all came in a circle, and she could, and the buyer could go and take it back away from her. Why? Because this woman, the first one, promised that buyer she's not going to get involved with him in this field. And therefore, once it goes back to her, and the second one could take it away, but once the first one goes and takes it back from the second one, the buyer could go and take it back from the first one, because the first one promised the buyer that she's not going to bother him about that field. And this goes around in circles, until they come up with some type of pshara, some type of agreement. This will keep going around in circles. Ben-ed between them. And says the Mishnah, ends up the Mishnah, the same would be true with a Baal Choyv and an Isha Baal Choyv, which we'll see more about in the Gemara. When she writes, the case in the Mishnah was that one of, one of the women wrote to the Lekech, don't worry, I'm not going to bother you about the field, and I'm guaranteeing you I'm not going to make any problems. Okay, but says the Gemara, what's the point? Is that supposed to work? Does that even work when someone tries to say that to someone else? Well, Tanya, don't we have a brace that says, someone who says to his friend, they were partners in some type of ASEC, some type of field, some type of field, and he says, I have nothing to do with this field. This field we're partners in, I have nothing to do with anymore. So he says, With this field, I have nothing to do with. Or he said, I have no ASEC in it at all. I have nothing to do with it. And my hand is completely removed from it. It's considered like he didn't say anything. So what do we see? What do we see? That why? Just like over there by partners, it's considered nothing. So when the woman says it to the Lekeach of a field that was Meshubat or Ksuba, it should also be nothing. Says the Gemara, what are we dealing with over here? There was actually a Kenyan that took place. He made a Kenyan from her and he took, he bought her rights to this property. So it wasn't only that she said to him that I'm not going to mess around with you in the field. It was rather she actually made a Kenyan. They made a Kenyan together and she gave over uh, her rights to this property. Says the Gemara still, still, even if you make the Kenyan, what does that help exactly? Why can't she just claim that I only sold that to you and I only made a Kenyan over there because I was doing Nachas Ruach to my husband. Again, this field is Meshubah to her to her ksuba. Now, let's assume she's happily married right now. Her husband wants to take this field and he wants to do business. He wants to sell the field. Now, no one's going to buy it knowing that it's Meshubah to this woman's ksuba because any day she could come if this marriage turns bad and she could take away the field. So he's not going to get that much money for it. But if she gives up her rights to it, then he'll be able to sell it for a normal field. So why can't she just claim? So we have to assume that even if she made a Kenyan, it wasn't a real Kenyan because she could just claim that, no, I didn't actually mean it. I was just doing nachas ruach, I just wanted to make my husband happy by writing it over to you. And therefore, 
Even if she makes a Kenyan, it's not going to be anything. Mila, it's not. Don't we see that precedent in the Mishnah that someone who bought a field from a man and then bought it from his wife, meaning this field was Mishnah B'Tarek he made a Kenyan from him and from her. So, it doesn't even work at all. We see clearly she can make this Taina and say that I, I didn't actually mean the Kenyan, I only wanted to do Nachas Ruach for my husband. So, so too over here. So, Amr of Zer, Zer says that Amr of Chizn, the name of Chizn, it's not a Kasha. Why? This is a mayor, meaning our Mishnah that says she can, that's Mashma, she can say Nachas Ruach and that's why it's not considered anything. Sorry, our Mishnah, that's Mashma, she can't say that, and that's why it worked in this case. That's why she can't take it away from that Lekech. She can only take it away from the other woman if the other woman takes it away from the Lekech. But either way, our Mishnah, that's, that's Mashma. The way we made it work is where their opinion happened, and she can't say Nachas Ruach Hasiz in the Bible. You want to know why? Because that's going like her mayor. And the other price you just brought is Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya we have a price. Kasav l'rishim v'leichasma. So v'leichasma. She wrote over. Meaning someone, a man, sold a field to someone, or he wrote a field over to someone. She didn't sign it over to him. She didn't agree to it. But then he sold a different field to a different person. And to that she did sign on and she did agree with it. So she loses her ksuba de vermeer. That's what Vermeer says. And why did she lose her ksuba completely? So you're going to tell me because she wrote it over. Yeah, but she didn't write it to the first one. So the reason is, Rashi explains, because the first one is able to say, The first one could say, listen, I only bought this field from your husband because I knew he still had other fields available to pay her ksuba. So that's why I bought it. So she's not going to be able to collect from the first one because the first one has that taina. The second one she's not going to be able to collect from because she literally signed on it. And although that was his last property available, that was the last one of Meshubat Aksuba, the one that the first one left over, she signed onto it and she decided to sell it. So Ibn Kazabasa, she loses her Ksuba, Divar That's what Ramir says. So clearly we see Ramir holds that a woman is able to make this Kenyan and is able to sell field and she can't claim that I was just doing it to make my husband happy. Rabbi says, no, she could just say I was doing it to make my husband happy. What do you want? What do you want from me? You have nothing to do with me and therefore you can't consider this a good Kenyan. And over here, Rebbe, who is misogynist the Mishnah, so you have a question from two different Mishnahs, over here it's Mashmah, she can say he, um, Nachas Ruach Asisi Labayli and in another place it's Mashmah, she can say he nachti, um it's not a kasha because Rebbe was misasam the Mishnayis misasam lahachakar mayor over here he was misasam the Mishnah going like her mayor misasam lahasam Rebbe Yehuda and the other Mishnah we brought that says that she can say nachas rochasis lebali was going like Rebbe Yehuda that says she can Amar Papa Papa says begrusha v'deberakol you want to answer to the steer we brought very simple we're talking about a grusha our Mishnah is talking about a grusha a grusha is divorced from her husband and therefore there's no nachas roch she can't claim our Mishnah that's mashma she can't claim I was just doing it to make my husband happy is because we're talking about at the point that she did that she was ready to divorced from her husband. So obviously she's not going to claim I was doing it to make my husband happy because at that point she wasn't married to her husband. Therefore it could be going like everyone, both her mayor and her beauda. Even her mayor is going to agree over there she can't, she can't say, meaning even her beauda that normally says she has that taina over here would not be able to say Rabashi Amr Rabashi answers differently. Cooler mayor. Really everything's her mayor. Her mayor who holds she can't say but the only thing is that Ramer only said over there that she can't say when we're dealing with two different buyers in the case where she only wrote it over to the second buyer. Why? Because the Amri law, because we're just going to answer back if she tries to say that I was doing it to make my husband happy. 
If it's true that you were doing it to make your husband happy, then why do you only do it for the second sale? Your husband tried selling a field to Ruvain, and then for that one you weren't masking, but then to Shimon you were masking. Obviously, if you were trying to make your husband happy, you would have done it also for the first one. Therefore, that's why her marriage says it also over there, only over there, that she doesn't have the right and she can't say, but by one, when you sell it to one person, I feel her marriage, even her marriage would be my that she can say, our mission you want to know what's dealing with is dealing with it when, when she wrote it to a different person a second person already and therefore it's going like her mayor that really everyone that or dafka or mayor it doesn't really matter but this is Ravashi's terrence that it's going like when she sold it to a different person and therefore in this case where she did it for one but she didn't do it for a previous one before obviously she has negias to who she wants who she doesn't want and she didn't just do it for her baal and therefore she doesn't have the claim in our mission of we have a mission over there. You're not allowed to collect a Baal let's say, or Ksuba. You're not allowed to collect from Nechasim Meshubadim, meaning Nechasim, land that the owner, he sold and now belongs to someone else. So although you have a lien on his properties, you can't go and collect from anyone random that bought property from him, meaning Nechasim Meshubadim, otherwise known as Nechasim Meshubadim, in the case where he has B'nei Chayrin. If there is still land owned by that man, that's considered free land. Nechasim B'nei Chayrin. It's not Meshubid. It is, it's, it's, it's not, it, meaning it wasn't sold to anyone. You're not going to be messing over, over a Lekeach by going and collecting from it. And therefore, in a place where there still are some lands you're able to collect from that belong to him, you can't go to Lekuchas and collect from Nechasim Meshubadim. Even, even if the only lands that are still left by him are very, very low-class lands, or the lowest level of lands, Ziburis. Still, there is some land there, and therefore you're not going to be able to collect from Nechasim Meshubadim. What if the Bnei Chayrin, the Nechasim Bnei Chayrin, let's say the Nechasim that he still had, he owned himself, he didn't sell yet, not the Nechasim Meshubadim, but the Nechasim Bnei Chayrin. What if they were Shadav? They were completely ruined, there was a flood, whatever it was, they were ruined. So Mao, Mao delivered from Mishabdi. In that case, are you able to go and collect from the Nechasim Meshubadim, the Nechasim that he already sold, that belonged to other people? Do we say the Shibud already fell off, or do we not say that? Meaning, how do we look at it? Are you going to be stuck in the situation now because they got ruined? Or did the... Meaning, in that case, the Shibud fell off, or do we say, no, there's nothing to collect from now, there's no Bnei Chayrin because they got ruined, and therefore, you could go and collect from the Chasm Shabbat. Tashmal, try to bring you right. In this case, she wrote over to the first one, the first buyer, but she didn't agree. Meaning, he wrote over. The husband tried selling it to someone, but she didn't agree. She didn't sign to him. To a second one, and on that second one, she did, and she was masking him to sell it to him, and she did sign on it. If the she loses her Shibud, that's what her mayor says. If you're going to assume that in the case where the, the the free properties, the ones they still have, get ruined, then you're going to be able to go and collect from the Chasm Shabbatim. Nay, the Idduk I understand she lost her Ksuba Misheni from the second one because she wrote it over to her, him. But from the first one, why can't she go and collect? Aye, so what do we see? He already sold it to that guy, and there was Nechasm Chayrin. And this second Nechasm Chayrin, this, this, this second one that now was sold to his second guy, that one already she was masking. So one she, once she ruined her ability to collect from the second one, she wouldn't be able to get the forest anymore. So we clearly see that this similar precedent in this case where she lost her right to the B'nei Charen, meaning they got ruined and therefore... Obviously, you're not you're not able to go and collect from the chasam b'shabadim. I'm Renach Marietz, I'm Renach Marietz, and explains that no, it's not Araya because my ibdu, my ibda. What does it mean when it says ibda ksuba? So she loses her ksuba. Ibda misheni and achanami. She loses it from the second one because she wrote to the second one that she's not going to get involved. Amar Rabba Rabba said, "Shtei tu chuvas b'davar." I could tell you two reasons why that's not true. That it means ibda misheni. Chada the ibda legamri mashma. First of all, because ibda she loses her ksuba is mashma completely. 
It's not mashma only from one person. It's mashma she loses her tuba from any possible way of collecting the item. Furthermore, Tanya have a brisa. He borrowed from one person, and then so he owed per, he owed money to a person, and then he had nechasim, and he sold his nechasim to two different people. Because the bachayv the lekeach sheni and the bachayv that had a shibud on those properties that he sold to two other people, he wrote to the second buyer. I don't have. Don't worry, I'm not going to bother you about the property. He can't even go back to the first. Because the first Lekeach, he could say that, listen, when I went and I bought his property, he had another property because I'm the first buyer. The, only, the second buyer only came after me. So he still had other properties. And I specifically didn't buy all his properties. I left you something to collect from. So he can't even collect from the first one because... He could say, When I bought, he still had properties, and therefore, go figure it out, says the Gemara. So says the Renach Marit, you can't tell me that at all, because first of all, Ibda means completely. You can't tell me only from one person. And also, we see clearly in Abraisa that if, even if you can't collect, once you can't collect from the second one, you can't collect from the first, because he could say this, So no, no answer at all. And back to the Raya that we said before, from the Brisa, that if the Malva is not able to collect from the later Lekeach, he's not able to go either from earlier ones, from the Chasm Says the Gemara, no, it's different, and you can't compare it to this case. Because over there, Hasam, over there in the two Brises, Ihu de Afsin he's ruined himself. Like by himself. He went out and proactively gave himself a worse position. And he ruined it for himself. Why? Because he went and told the Likukais, Don't worry, I'm not going to bother you about the lamb. He made a kidney with them. And he decided with them that he's not going to bother them about it. What do you mean? So you just lost out on your ability collect, to collect. Whereas over here, in a case where the property just got ruined by itself, you have no riot to me that it would be the same in that case, that they're still not going to be able to collect from someone else. No, in that case where it got ruined, maybe there is a svar to say that you could go and collect from other Nechas Says the Gemara, Amar said to There's every single day that this happens. That if a previous land gets ruined, if Nahazm and gets ruined, you go and you collect from the next best thing, even if they're Nahazm So how could you tell me not? It's Maisim Machalyam. This happens every day, and Bezdin Paskins every day, that this is what people do. They go and they collect from Nahazm if the land got ruined. So how could you tell me not? And how do you know that? There's actually a story that this person, the Mishkan Le Fardisa Lechavre, he gave his friend as a Mashkain, he gave him his Pardis, his vineyard to use for like 10 years, Lechavre, the Esoshnin, to use for 10 years to pay back a loan. So this guy. I owed money to him and he said, you know what, instead of, instead of me paying back you the loan, take my vineyard for 10 years and he leased it for 10 years and he worked it for those 10 years. And this property got old after five years and stopped producing grapes. They came before Abana and said, listen, he wrote it to me for 10 years. It stopped after five years. What should we do to figure this out? Because of late Tirpa. And over there, in that case, basically this guy had a shibut on him, but he had this land he was supposed to work towards to get his money repaid back, and the land went bad after five years. This is clearly a case of the B'nai Chayrin, the land going bad, and the Chachamim wrote him a tear for that he's able to go and collect from Nechassim Meshubadim. From other Nechassim, this guy used to own that he sold to others. So clearly we see when the land goes bad, you can go and collect from Nechassim Meshubadim. Says the Gemara, Hasim Nami. No, over there it's also different because Hasim Nami, Sidu Anafshayu. Over there also, it's the same case. Whoever bought land from this guy, and they knew his situation, that he lent out this vineyard for this other guy that he owed money to to use for 10 years. They should have known. They bought land from this guy that that owed money to someone and someone else was using his vineyard to pay back that loan. But everyone knew. Kevin Daviyad, the Pardisa of it, the Kish, they should have known this vineyard is going to go out of business sooner than expected, sooner than the 10 years he actually leased it to him for. And therefore, they shouldn't have bought property from this guy because they know as soon as the land is going to go bad, his 
Malve that is working his field right now is not going to have anything left to work. It's considered going bad. And then they're going to go take for the Nechassim from us that we're buying from him because they're Nechassim and Shabbatim. So they lose, lost out themselves the fact that they still bought the property from him even though they knew the situation. Says the Gemara, If the Nechassim and Nechassim go bad, you can collect from the Nechassim and Shabbatim. You are allowed and that's Allah. Amr Abayah, Abayah says, Someone says to a woman, My Nechassim now belong to you. He gave her, her, he gave her his Nechassim. And then he says, But after you die, they're going to belong to Pliny. They go to Pliny for first you, and when you die, they're going to go to Pliny. Then she got up, and she got married to a husband. So the Allah is, The Baal is considered a Lekeach, like a buyer. And then the one that's supposed to come after, since she got married now, is not going to be able to get anything, because the Baal would be the Lekeach, and he would get to keep everything. Says the Gemara, Kiman, who is that going like Yeah, Tana, like the following Tana, the Tani, we see in the Barisa. Nixa, they fahrech the Pliny. If my, someone says to a woman, Mine Chasm, go to you and after you to someone else. Yar, the Rishon of Machar, then she went and sold the property. Hasheni, Mighty Man, the Lukuchas, Divri Rebbe. Rebbe says that the Sheni, the second one, the one who was supposed to get the property, the second one that was supposed to get, what can be Mighty Man, the Lukuchas. He can take it back from whoever she sold it to, Rabbi Shem and this is what Abai was going like. Rabbi Shem says, The Sheni only gets whatever the first one left over, and since the first one didn't leave anything over because they sold it, so therefore the Sheni is not going to get anything. So Abai, that said, the Baal is considered a Lekech, and therefore he's going to get to keep everything, and the one that was supposed to come second doesn't get anything. He is going like Rabbi Shem in this price. It says the Gemara, did Abai really say that? Did Abai say that? Who's considered a Russia arm? Literally a naked Russia. That's whoever gives his friend advice. He gives an Eitzah to sell property when you know it's supposed to go to someone else. But if you sell it right now, you'll be able to get it and keep the money for yourself. And now it's going to belong to him and the second guy's not going to get it. If you give someone advice to do that, like Rosh Hashem that's considered a Russia arm, says the Gemara. So Abai said you should do that. But then he... But then he says, you're Russia Arm if you, if you do that. What exactly is going on? Says Gemara, it's totally different. Mika Amar, Tinase. Did Abai tell you go and do that? Did he, tell, did he tell this woman, go and get married so that the husband will acquire the properties and the one who's supposed to come after you won't get anything? He didn't say that. This is Kamar. He said, if she happened to get married, this is going to be the Allah. He's not telling you to go and do that. And if someone who gives an aid to go and do that, he's a Russia Arm. Abai wasn't saying that. He's saying, what the halacha is if she went and got married. It's not telling her to go and get married to be mavir these nechazim. Nabai said also, Someone who says, my nechazim go to you, and after you, someone else. Machra umesa. And then she died. Sorry, then she sold these properties to someone else, and then she died. Her husband is able to go and take it away back from the buyers, from the lukuches. But then the one who was supposed to come after her in line for these properties can take it away from the Baal. But then the buyers she sold it to can take it away from the acharech, from the person after her, because they got it, they bought it from the original one. And then after it goes around, we establish it all, and the lekech gets to keep all of it, says the in this case, the Lekech gets to keep all of it. What's the difference from what we saw in our Mishnah? Because there's Khalil, in the case in our Mishnah, it goes back and forth until they come up with some type of agreement, some type of Pshara. So, what's the difference? Why we hear the Lekech keeps it, but over there it keeps going around. Over here, the Lekech is the only one that would lose money. He literally paid money for this property. So, he's the only one that would take a loss if it doesn't go to him. She got it as a gift. The Acharech was supposed to get it as a gift. And therefore, the Lekech was the only one that paid money for it. And he is the only one that would take a loss and therefore he gets to keep it but over there by the mishnah 
Sorry, I skipped the line, really. It says the other one first. Over there, in the case of the Mishnah, everyone's going to take a loss. In the case of our Mishnah, everyone's going to take a, lo- a loss no matter who you give it to, and therefore it's going to go around until they come up with a Peshar. But Hatha, Lekech, who is the only one with a loss, and therefore he would get it. Also, Raphram, Ravashi. Raphram went and he swept this over in the name of Abai before Ravashi. And then he said like this, Did Abai really say this? Someone says to a woman, Go to you, and after you to someone else. Then she got married. The Baal is considered like we saw before. And the Acharaich would not be able, the one that was supposed to come after does not get anything because the Baal would get it because he's considered the now. So why did he say over here in this case that he would be able to take it away from the Baal? Says the Gemara, Amr he answered back, No, over there he said in the case where she was a Pnuya, she was single, and then she got married. So he didn't ha- he didn't realize she's going to get married. So now when she gets married, the Baal is going to be considered a and he's going to be able to keep it. But Hach over here, that he could take it away from the Baal to Amr Lekashi Nesua. He gave her the Nechassim and said that to her while she was in Nesua and he knew she was married. So obviously he didn't want the Nechassim to go to the husband. So the husband over here that wasn't the, the one who gave the gift that wasn't his Das and therefore the Nechassim won't go to the husband and he even if he sells it he, the other one is going to be able to take it away from him and therefore Micah Amr What was he saying to her? He was saying specifically the the one who's coming after you I want him to get it I don't want the Baal to get it. So over there some Galen Das clearly and therefore that's the difference in these cases and that's why in one case the Baal loses it, in one case the Baal doesn't. Mechin Baal Chayv ended the Mishnah that everything we said was true, also by a Baal Chayv, and also by an Isha collecting her Suba. Tana. So the Gemara brings a Braisu to explain what exactly the Mishnah meant. Mechin Baal Chayv, Vishnei Lekuchas, Vechin Isha Baal Chayv, Vishnei Lekuchas. The case would be like this. A Baal Chayv that owed money, he owed money to someone. Now he himself had properties, he sold it to two different people. So the guy he owed money to now has a shibit on those properties he sold and he can be mighty from, technically from both of them. But he says to the second one, he says, to the second one, he says, I'm not going to bother you about it. So what do we say? He could go to the first one. But now, the first one can go and take from the second one. And then it goes around and around. So that's by Malchayv. It goes around and also, It would be the same thing. It would go around and around until we say what we said in the Mishnah, until they make a Pshara B'nei